When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Metal Mike, and in this episode, we talk our favorite big, happy, catchy commercial hair metal songs. Ryan stops in again, and we talk all the necessary elements of these kind of songs, but watch out. They're catchy as hell, and they're going to get stuck in your head. Check this out. Ryan, welcome back to the 80s glam metal cast, man. How are you? I'm great. Thanks again, man. This is going to be a good one. Oh, yeah. You know, so I don't know if everybody is going to understand where we're coming from with this one, but I think they will once we start throwing some songs out there. But this is big, happy, catchy, commercial hair model songs, man. Are you hyped? You're the guy for this. <laughs> I know. This is speaking my language. It's, 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 you know, happiness for the holidays. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> it is perfect for the holidays. I think there's some key elements to, to a song like this. Maybe we should just kind of talk through what we think needs to be in a song that fits into this category. I'm noticing that, sure, that yeah. a lot of them a lot of them start with the chorus. It's the, it's the chorus with singing and then sometimes it's the chorus but maybe with some melodic lead over top of it. Are you noticing that too? Yeah, one comes to mind right away that I think will be on your list and it <laughs> might be on mine. <laughs> Another key element to but a song I- like this I think woes, woes and yes, you could find their way into songs like these. Oh, yeah, and you could tell when the band is starting to mature because they drop the W from their woe woes and it just becomes the oh oh's <laughs> and then it becomes cooler. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I think a lot of them have super catchy verses that are just as catchy maybe mm-hmm. as the chorus. you got to have a killer pre-chorus, and then you got to have that big, oh, yeah. that big payoff chorus with tons of voices. Oh, yeah, big hooks. As for this, I got to say, I had to kind of hark back and remember what got me into this whole genre and what these bands really mean. I mean, I, I other than my, my dad raising me on, like, Bon Scott era ACDC and me just staring at the Highway to Hell cover thinking, what the hell is this? Yep. I didn't hear ACDC consciously until I heard Money Talks and I mean, that's about as like bubblegum ACDC as it gets, yeah. but I'm just trying to prove a point that it's these songs that catch people. And here I was like a 10 year old kid going, wow, listen to that riff and that chorus. This is such a cool song. And then, you know, it, it transitioned into the rest of the stuff we talk about all the time. But point being, it's the, like you're saying, it's the hooks, it's the catchiness, it's the chanting, it's, you know, a combination of both the chorus and the guitars making you just it's just that that catchy recipe that a lot of these songs we're going to talk about hit so well that's why they sometimes went to number one or they're still played to this day so i definitely had to drop my savant knowledge on this one and ignore that and just get back to the you know the hits and the big stuff and just sticking with the giants really yeah and you know what i noticed so maybe our list will will shake out a little bit differently but i noticed some of the big bands that you would think of don't necessarily have songs that fit to this mold exactly. Do you find that too? Yes, absolutely. There's one in particular that I'm going to wait and see if you're going to talk about them. And I I just want to see, because I think we're on the same track here. Yeah. And then I think the last point I'll make before we jump in is that I think these kind of songs are interchangeable, which in turn was kind of what we were talking about before when we got into 91 and we talked about Kane Roberts and we talked about Alice Cooper. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like some of these songs, not all of them, but there's a few in particular that I think any band that's on my list could actually do this song because it's, it's not necessarily specific for the band. It's just that type of catchy, melodic, you know, structured song. So. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. But uh, before we get really started, I just wanted to give you the nod on Rock, rock Soldiers, man. I I really like your band. I think it's really cool. I think it's incredibly true to form with really good riffs and great hooks, and it really won't disappoint anyone. Um, Makes You Tough is such a cool song, and 
And you know me, I, I bag on our favorite bands that didn't exactly pull it together on 90s and 2000s albums and straight up call out Winger and Warren and these guys were making three albums. But, you know, there's people like Rat and House of Lords and some of Def Leppard and the new Skid Row I really like Yeah, that are really true to form. And your album so far is just fitting that mold perfectly so thanks man i've been rocking it dude great I'll s- job i'll send you the money uh you know how do you want to get paid for saying that paypal or <laughs> not even none <laughs> unnecessary <laughs> the only thing i'll say and then we'll jump right in is that the, the coolest thing that, that i can say about it is that it's nice to you know a lot of times you think it'd be just great to just like throw out 10 songs and here they are i kind of like that we're just putting out a song here and there because it's like now if people get involved with it and they enjoy it they can just kind of watch the evolution of the whole thing you know and hopefully the 10th song will yeah. be better than the first so that's what's been kind of cool about us yeah. we can react to what people say and then we can maybe throw some uh of the things they liked in the next one so i do like that it's kind of interactive and it's kind of just coming along as we go it's just not throwing out 10 songs out there so cool sweet all right, man, let's start at the bottom, number 12. All right, number 12. Starting at the end of the roaring 80s with Slaughter Up All Night. Yeah. Yep. I, this, I yeah, thought about this. this. Yeah, I thought about this one. You, good, good choice. Yeah, dude. Trust me, this thing, this list is changed like up to the minute you called me so <laughs> the slaughter slaughter was number 12 i think it was pretty consistently on there but yeah dude this song so basically like a lot of the stuff we'll talk about the videos tied to these songs also come to mind yes and yes. this won me over to put on the list due to the fact that i don't think i've ever seen anybody happier in a music video than the pre-chorus in up all night when Mark Slaughter is kind of spinning and there's like maybe a, like a water or rain behind him. <laughs> and it's just that catchy, all the way from dusk till dawn part. And dude, it just, it's like the epitome of, he's just feeling it, dude. Yep. And this song is just, it's undeniable. His, his voice isn't for everyone, you know, I get no. that, but what a great album. And uh, again, with, the hit off this album, the biggest hit off this album, I still like it. And I yeah. still listen to it. And I think that's the, the theme to most of these songs. But oh, yeah. had to go with Slaughter. Yeah, that's a good one. And right off the bat, there's something that that we'll talk about as we go, but I know that Slaughter has this element in it. And when I think of the um, pre-chorus, it goes, like, like they're almost like, he's like picking individual notes in, instead of like just strumming mm-hmm. a chord. I find that that happens a lot in these kind of songs. You know what I'm talking about? Like instead of just strumming oh, yeah. a chord, uh, like they hit every I individual note, you know, and that's a big one for these type of songs. Yes, and you know what other song does that is uh, Tonight I'm Falling by TNT. Oh, yeah. That's oh. how they, they, they can throw to that song. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I and think when you can your, insert Europe synth. does that a lot. Oh, yeah, when you insert synth, um, that's when you definitely get some of that uh, that happiness and stuff. So yeah, my number always. 12 kind of surprised me because I've never owned this album. I've always enjoyed the Oh my god, my son is like dropping weights and shit. Quiet down in there. Hello, <laughs> <a> boy. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> hey, at least he's pumping iron. Yeah, he's pumping iron, man. He's getting jet. Okay. So <laughs> I yeah, I was kind of surprised that I, I picked this song because I never had this album back in the day. Um I wanna say the first single this band put out, I wasn't overly enthused with. And then I was kind of like, mm, no, nah, I'm not with this band. But that second video, I know I'm, I might as well just get to the, the chase here, but I got After the Rain by Nelson. And uh, oh, yeah. I think that song, when I saw the video, I always thought videos were cool like that when the band was in some kind of like, like almost like in some magical fantasy place like they look like there's like they're playing and there's all these rocks and stuff it's like something where they would never play in real life but like you know like there's all these rocks and it just was a weird different looking atmosphere that they're playing in so that right there is cool but i think if i had to pick the most 
that checked off all the boxes that I just said in the beginning, man. I'd have to say this is one of those. You know, you've got the the melodic lead guitar to start it off. You know, you got that sweet pre-chorus yeah. of this thing, right? And then then you got the huge after the rain uh, chorus. So, oh yeah, yeah. I I went with this one because I just I, w- I was going through all these different songs and I was like, which one really checks off all the boxes that I that I've put in place here? And I thought this was the one. So yeah, I went with this. I went with after the rain. Yeah, that's cool, dude. This album took me a while to warm up to. But once I did, I really, really got into it. Yeah. And I have no problem, no problem in admitting that I'm a big Nelson fan. Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, same thing. You know, in recent times, I went back and I listened to the album, and, and I definitely enjoyed it. It was just probably poor time. I think I think the first song, Love and Affection, was just kind of poor timing. Like, and I've said a million times, I was starting to get into heavier stuff. And then here the, these yeah. guys come out with their acoustics and their long hair, and they're really, you know, pretty boys. And it's just, you know, it was just kind of, I was going the other way. So that song just seemed way too poppy and just wasn't working for me. But After the Rain, man, those are the kind of songs... I, you know, and I think that what will come out is that, like, is you know, obviously you and I, we both write songs. These are those kind of songs, like, you want to write one of these someday. You know what I mean? They're just, they're just those that cool, oh, dude, yeah. happy, fun, catchy song. So, all right. Couldn't agree more. Number 11. I got some of your boys in TNT, Ten Thousand Lovers. Oh yeah! If you want to talk, <laughs> if you want to talk about big, happy, hooky opening riffs, oh my god! Yeah. I mean, first of all, like I honestly think that TNT maybe didn't make it huge because they were too good. Honestly, yes. I sometimes think that. Like, yes, they were so freaking talented, and maybe the. Teenage girls and boys out there were listening for uh, a Nelson, just let's just say. Yeah. Versus someone that can pretty much operate in any musical genre out there as a whole band. Yep. So, but man, they, if you want to say they ever sold out, which I don't think they did, I think this might be the song. <laughs> yeah. But this was definitely the first song that I ever heard by them and immediately got hooked and fell in love with it. Huge chorus, huge chorus. Huge. Like, like Keeling. Kill huge. Kill huge. <laughs> 50 boys is huge. So, but uh, yeah, man, I mean, I'm sure you got something to add about this one because you're a big TNT nut, but dude, yeah. definitely had to stay on my list. You know what? Okay, so, oh yeah, I got lots to say. TNT writes tons of songs like this kind of happy thing, and, and this is a great example. I think as far as the eye can see on this album also feels the same kind of way. And um, then obviously mm-hmm. there's stuff on intuition, which which will will come up later. Um, that uh, yeah, that's like this. One thing though that I'll, that I'll give TNT, which they they kind of disappoint me when I put it up to that checklist that I kind of talked about in the beginning. They don't do a lot with pre-choruses. Oh yeah, you're right. I don't know why. Like Ten Thousand Lovers does not have yeah. one. Intuition does not have one. Not that it's a bad thing, but I do always like that. It's like that build, you know. Got a real slick verse. Oh, yeah. Now we got a super catchy uh, pre-chorus, and now bang, here's that huge chorus. So that TNT misses the mark, I think, with with pre-choruses. Either they don't do them, or they just don't do them often. But uh, oh hell yeah, man, great choice. Yeah, right on. I went for one for my eleven. This one's definitely like off the beaten path. <laughs> I got Tonight Belongs to the Young by Pretty Boy Floyd. And I don't know if you ever you ever heard this song? Oh yeah, I know it. Yeah. This this is um this one did not you know, this was basically they were working on their second album, and uh, and obviously times had changed, and uh, MCA dropped them, so we never really got a proper follow up to Leather Boys, and uh, you know, obviously after years later, they they put all this stuff out on uh, you know compilation type albums and stuff. This song and there's another one called Restless, uh, which is super mm-hmm. you know super catchy. But what I think if you you know if anybody hasn't heard this or hasn't heard it in a long time go back because it's way more stereotypical commercial hard rock than than the first album the first album most people think harkens back to like too fast for love and um look what the cat dragged in and that kind of stuff i think they went full on straight up commercial sounding music and here's another thing that that kind of you know something to think about so 
in our episode about conspiracy theories, we had said that it mm-hmm. is rumored that the album was mostly written by Ariel Styles, Leather Boys. So now if you hear yeah. these songs that were ready for the second album, he was no longer in the band. These may be creations that Christy Majors wrote, and that might be why you hear such a difference in the writing. Um, but once again, just another oh, yeah. another conspiracy theory. But but there's this song has tons of vocals. Like it's got way more vocals than anything I think that's on um, Leather Boys. It's got a great pre-chorus, and then uh, the chorus has that like the sometimes bands will do that kind of stuff where like the, the I don't know like a chord keeps flipping back and forth. Like it it goes like tomorrow will never come, and the guitar is going nah, 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 you know just I don't know it just keeps going back and forth, yeah. and it's just I don't know it just adds to that commercialness, and then. There's a sweet bridge. So if you listen to this song, right before the solo, it's like, last chance romance. So it's like this cool, awesome, other catchy little piece of the song that happens before the solo. Uh, so I think a bridge is always cool. It's just another little piece of the pie, you know, to, to sweeten up the song. But yeah, man, I love this song. So like I said, if you haven't heard it in a while, go back and listen to it. I'd love to hear it like with really good production. But yeah, Tonight Belongs yeah. to the Young. Yeah. Happy, happy stuff. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to stick with it. Good choice. Cool. Ten. Number ten. Well, I'm breaking the rules here. I went with Van Halen, okay. but I couldn't narrow it down because you could <laughs> literally choose Dance the Night Away, yes. Jump, Festival, World, yes. Summer Nights. I run around like I couldn't. So I just said, you know what? I'm going Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen. Smiling, jumping. I mean, he's the first guy to start smiling, I think. <laughs> I think so. He was, yeah, he's he the happiest metal guy you've ever seen. He the, yeah. He wasn't the big bad rock star that had to, to growl and raise his fist. You know, he was enjoying the shit out of himself. But, you know, if I had to narrow it down, I'd go with probably a best of both worlds or summer nights just because yeah. that was that mid-'80s uh, real happy time in Van Halen when Sammy first joined the band and they were on top of the world and, Dude, I mean, like you said, the transition that Meg Nelson does with the acoustic into the electric guitar, you know, it's not acoustic, it's just not distorted when yeah. he plays the intro to Best of Both Worlds. But it's like, dude, what a happy song. And he kind of does the, the, the little chuggy ding, 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 you know, that mm-hmm. stuff in there. And then the riff to Summer Nights with Michael Anthony's backup vocals. I mean, this album epitomizes happy van halen yeah but eddie kind of epitomizes everything we're talking about in terms of like <laughs> literally being happy on stage versus a song that's just like a big happy catchy killer song yeah but anyway i had to throw him in there and just kind of give him a nod and just say you know what throw it out to the people that love this band and you name it and you could probably throw your hand in a uh, hat full of van halen titles and pull one out and be like yeah that counts <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned Dance the Night Away because that's a great example. And Because I was trying to figure out, like, when did this kind of happy sound really come about? And, and that might be the, the beginning of it, is, is that early Van Halen stuff. So good call, man. Good call. Yeah, cool. All right, number 10. This going to be no shocker for anybody who knows me. I got find another way uh, by Heaven's Edge. I think this is whoa, this dude. This, that's got that 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 same guitar we're talking about. exactly. So yeah, it starts off with like kind of weird, like happy harmonics in the beginning, and then he sings the chorus yeah. over. So so this song, this is one of those ones we were talking about. It starts with the chorus actually singing the chorus, and then you got a real classy. Um, uh, verse. The verse is really like you, you know your stereotypical commercial metal verse, and then you just got that big chorus. You know, hold, hold me in your arms when you tell me. You know, it's just it's just huge, man. And it's got a bridge. Yeah. It's got a bridge right before the solo. And uh, the sad thing with this one, anybody who listened to the interview with Mark Evans, they got the plug pulled on him, man. And, and I think what people forget is that in ninety, people think ninety one, right? Oh, it's over ninety one. Nah, it was starting to even change in ninety. If you talk, a lot of those guys I talked to said ninety it was starting to change, and you can even hear it like when you think of the release for that album it was skin to skin that's not a commercial song yeah. really you know because they knew like with Alice in Chains and Painkiller and everything that was out around 90 it was getting heavier so they tried to push the heaviest song on that album 
they were doing a video for uh, Find Another Way that was going to be their second single, and then Columbia was just like, man, we gotta we gotta cut our losses because the whole everything's starting to change. So unfortunately, this never got released. Well, I don't know, maybe it get did, but it never the video never did. And I think this song could have been huge. It probably would have been huge in '88. Yeah, '88 would probably be a better year for this song, but still, great catchy tune. Yeah. Good nod, dude. I, I love Heaven's Edge. Um, what it, like the whole album is action packed like this. Yeah. But that song in particular, like obviously, you just merely mentioned the title, and it was like, bam! I knew exactly what elements of that song we were about to touch on, and they they fit perfectly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd have been cool. There there are some songs out there. I'll use Van Halen as another example. I wish they'd have made a video for Cabo Wabo in '88, mm. just being happy, fun, dudes in Mexico. Same with this video. Like, God, it would have been killer to see a video like from these guys yeah. with this song. Yes, I know. It sucks. Number nine. Yeah. All right, I got. My hometown favorites, Y&T and Summertime Girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Contagious, too. <laughs> Contagious was the one I was thinking of. But, yeah, this one, uh, totally. And, okay, you. Uh, I don't want to mean to steal your thunder. I just got to throw this point out while I'm thinking of it. Is that another thing about all these songs, don't they all feel like summer songs? You know what I mean? Totally. Exactly. They, they just had that summer yeah, vibe. So. That's why when they're released, they hit them right in the beginning of summer, or Memorial Day weekend or something like that. Yep. And it jolted up even more. So please, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> you know, I thought about Contagious. Um, the uh, it's got the whoa, yeah, yeah. Obviously, fits. You know, that fits perfect. But I was like, ah, summertime girls. That's like the real happy YNT yeah. song. And the cool part is, they when performed live he plays the guitar for the keyboard parts and it makes it, it makes it pretty freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mind the keyboard at all. I really like this song a lot. Like I don't turn it off, but he does play it electrified live and it sounds great. But dude, I mean at the beach, the videos like the, it's like the part of home sweet home. that's super goofy at the yep. beginning. At the oh, beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, that's this whole video. <laughs> and uh, it's great though. You know, they just, they talk about, enjoying the sun and the fun and the California weather and the, the girls in the summertime. And it's just, dude, it's, it's a perfect beach summer song and yep. it goes over live really well. So I had to incorporate it, man. This, this was their closest point of pissing off the old black tiger fans and selling out, but <laughs> it did well for them and people still really like it. Oh my God. It's definitely their biggest song. Uh, speaking of big, Big number nine. I had to go big talk uh, by Warren, and I think like this just this is one of their happiest songs. You know what I mean? It's um, <laughs> you know, and, you, and think about that beginning. You know, you know, it's got kind of like you're saying with the Van Halen stuff. It's got that little tricky, happy thing in the beginning. Uh, melodically, yeah. it starts with the chorus, the music of the chorus, real catchy verse. I got to give them props for this verse. You know what I mean? This is a, this is a very catchy verse. No pre-chorus. Oh, yeah. But we get a big, yeah. big, big chorus. And then we get that cool bridge. I remember what my old man used to say. You know what I mean? So, once again, what a writer, man. And it's got great solos. Uh, not done by the guys, right? It's, we, it's by Mike Slammer. Great solo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that that I think that's the most, to me, I think that's one of their happiest, fun, you know, most fun songs that they have, so. Well, dude, this is the band that I thought we were both talking about at the beginning when you said it might surprise you that some of these bands are left out. I had Jerry Pie on there. That's pretty happy. I took I took Warren off, dude. I was like, I don't know that. I mean, yes, they're super commercial, fantastic songwriter. I love Warren, but I couldn't land on any one song. I had Down Boys, and I had Cherry Pie, and I was like, eh. I think I'm going to remove it and, and go with something else. So 
this is the band I thought we were both talking about, but now I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. The band that you were talking about, I guess we'll figure out by the end of the list. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, okay, here's what happens with some of these songs, and maybe we'll talk about some honorable mentions when it's over. You know, some I would just mm-hmm. exclude. Okay, Down Boys for me, like, if I would exclude it because I feel like I actually think the verses are, are too heavy. And I know I'm not saying Warren's Wicked Heavy, but I think the verses are, are a little heavy compared to what we're aiming for with these kind of songs. I could be wrong, but yeah, yeah I think it's a little too – it doesn't have that real catchy commercial verse. Of course, yes, but I, I do think it's a little heavier, you know, and that's why it doesn't fit the bill like some of these other songs do. So, Yeah, and, you know, the other one I was thinking was Bed of Roses. Like, mm-hmm. that, it doesn't get much, like, cuter than that. <laughs> yeah. For sure, but I love that song. That might that might work great. Now I'm doubting myself. Damn it! <laughs> Num- number eight. All right, number eight. Okay, digging deep. I'm going Tiger Tails. Love Bomb Baby. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought about this one. This one didn't make mine, but I'm glad that it made yours. Yes. Yeah, man. This uh, this album is still my number one glam metal album of all time. Mm-hmm. It, it edges Shout of the Devil. I mean, this album is packed with everything you want. Uh, the fourth song is I Can Fight Dirty Too. You know, it turns Great. into a super hard song. But this one, dude, it doesn't get much more bubblegum than this. This is, in the video, all these songs i played in the video in my head thinking about it i mean they're they're perfect you know you got a bunch mm-hmm. of dudes with this big chorus and like you said bingo they're opening with the chorus of the song yes this fits the bill for that yep. the first yeah yeah so boom check that box but um i believe this is well i heard six sex first mm-hmm. um but then i when i discovered the album um, but this is obviously number two on the album and I fell in love with that and then watched the video and all that. So anyway, Tiger Tales is a, a big game changer in, in my game. Um, getting that album back at the my end of my high school career and being like, okay, don't judge a book by its cover because, you know, the guys look like Pretty Boy Floyd on the back, but they sound super killer and heavy a lot of the time. So yes. love Tiger Tales, love this song. Okay, so this was on my like this is you know I'm sure we both had some pretty big lists, and I'll tell you why I didn't I excluded this yeah. one chorus hundred percent verses that's where I, that's where it kind of fell because I'm like is this really like a killer wicked you know slick catchy verse and I was like mm, it's not you know what I mean I don't know that's where yeah. I just thought some other songs just had the total bill you know what I mean and um, yeah totally that's where that's where it lost me i was like the verse is cool but it's not as good as the chorus sometimes you just want that total package and that's that's why i did it would be somewhere on the list but just maybe not this high gotcha all right number eight I've got to put my favorite band on here, Kiss, right? Now, let's say okay. Kiss does not have a lot of songs like this, at least in my opinion. Um, I, I don't think Kiss have very many songs that necessarily fit this. Kiss hovered a lot of different areas. You know, they, they 70s stuff is, is its own animal, and, and uh, sometimes in the 80s they were a little bit more heavier than this. But Turn On The Night from Crazy Nights, totally is right in the wheelhouse of what we're talking about. We start with the chorus that and it's very heavy synth. This whole song this whole song is loaded with synth. Great verse, but the pre-chorus, I know what you want, I got what you need, fire for love. You know what I mean? Like that is so, that could be a chorus right there, you know what I mean? And then you got the yeah. huge turn yeah. on the night. Um just this like I said, I don't really even like Crazy Nights. This is probably like my favorite song off Crazy Nights. And if you look at uh-huh. the writers, okay, you got Paul Stanley and you got Diane Warren. We all know that Diane Warren wrote a lot of, you know, big hits and stuff. So you can tell that like this song is kind of light years ahead of other songs on that album. So, uh, yeah, I man, think, yeah. I, I had to go with Kiss. Kiss pulled out a few catchy ones uh, in their '80s days. Yes, they did. You know, uh, I thought you were gonna put Tears Are Falling on there as a as a kiss feature on this list but yeah. um i have to get a little bit more familiar with this song but like you were saying in terms of 
that could have been a chorus in itself. That's another part of this recipe that sometimes the bridge and pre-chorus can be so damn catchy that it could have easily fit as a chorus on its own. So um, I'll check this one out and get a better feel for it. Yeah, as soon as it comes out, you'll be like, oh, yeah. (laughs) You'll be like, yeah. even Even if you don't love it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I know why you put that one on there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, number seven. Number seven, I put Winger, 17. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I had to go with the, the epitome of Happy Smiley other than Eddie Van Halen. This is, this is the guy with the teeth and the beard mm. and the, the hair and the, the looks. I mean, Jesus. So you got Kip in there with that big old mug of his looking good and smiling away, singing about helping <laughs> a 17-year-old. Yeah, um, kind of weird. <laughs> or, or lack thereof, let's just say. Anyway, this is, again, thinking about the video, thinking about the massive uh, chorus and yep. that massive intro riff that's pretty damn happy, really. Yeah. Um, they're, hitting the right, they're hitting the right chords. <laughs> so, I, again, I was kind of like, well, should I put, like, Easy Come, Easy Go, or should I put yes. Madeline? And I was like... You know what? It doesn't get a much happier than 17. So anyway, those are my boys on the list. Nice, man. I, I toyed around with Winger. I think if I had to pick one, I would have went Easy Come, Easy Go. Because I think what's cool about Easy yeah. Come, Easy Go is you've got that. You've like I like how he's kind of like a little bit more mellow in the in the in the uh, verses. Time like it's no time to waste. He's a little bit, you know, he's just kind of more yeah. chill. And then he builds up, and they only, only, you know what I mean? Like so, I think Winger. I think. Um, I think that one really fits the bill. Uh, easy come, easy go. But uh, I mean, yeah, they've got a ton of them, man. I just I've been jamming on the debut for like weeks in the car, and yeah, it, they've they've got a lot of songs that fit the bill. What what's your uh, what, what I'm kind of off track here, but what's your number one song on the on the debut? What's your go to? I think it's State of Emergency. <laughs> I don't know that Dude. that song's just hitting me like really good lately. I don't know what is going on with that song, but a, a lot of people agree, man. I I personally have to choose "Hanging On." Hanging On is For cool too. Reason, yeah. That song, Dude, that one gets me. You know what's cool about "State of okay. Emergency"? They get into some weird riffing at the end. You do you know what I'm talking about? Like it's oh a, yeah, like yeah. you know, like they're like they're almost getting like off. Like off the beaten path, but it fits. I don't know. I had that song crank in the past couple of days, and I'm just like, I'm, I kind of hearing what Bo Hill was saying. You know, like he was saying, you got the the best players at every position, and I was like, during that song, I'm like, oh man, I, I'm really hearing it. You know what I mean? I get it. It's really tight. Yeah, it's good oh, stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. So number seven. <laughs> You gotta go bang bang, man. Uh, oh, you know, nice. like oh, I'm not. I've said before, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Danger Danger fan. You know what I mean? I never even heard the second album. Uh, I, I was never yeah. even that big into this one. But I think I, I will stand by this. I think this is one of the best songs of the whole genre. You know what I mean? It is just so catchy. You know what I mean? We got the melodic solo over the chorus for my for the intro. You got some plucking out chords during this one. I noticed that they're plucking out the chords. Mm-hmm. It's working, uh, but the ver. I think I think it's the verse is really catchy, but that pre-chorus. Really, I mean, it's so big, and then yeah. bang, bang. Oh, dude. That's awesome. I can't say any more about it. All I know is that if I listen to it, it, it once, it's in my head for like days. So it's the perfect sing along song. It you is. You can do this song. Like it is. It's not hard to do Poli in the first place. Really, when he's just doing the verse. Notes. Yeah. You know, he, he he gets up there in the in the chorus and the pre-chorus. But man, dude, this is a good choice, and I'm kicking myself for not thinking about my boys in Danger Danger. Oh, that's that one. That, like I said, I, and once again, I didn't necessarily go for all the bands that were my favorites. I was just trying to like, what what songs do I love? They're so catchy that just fit that mold. And like I said, Danger Danger is not one of my favorite bands, but like I think that song is just so gold. But once again, all right, so okay, here's, here's a point I wanted to make. I could hear Danger Danger doing After the Rain, and I could hear Nelson doing yeah. Bang Bang. So this is why I keep going. Where these songs are not very or even original, you know that. And I don't mean mean that in a bad way. I think these are textbooks, like you know, well written glam metal songs, and I think anyone could yeah. do them. So that that's my point. I'm trying to make. 
All right, point well made. Six. Very predictable. From here on out, we got big, big names. I got Bon Jovi living on a prayer. Yeah. And truth be told, you know, I've, I've decreased in my Bon Jovi love for the last few years. Mm-hmm. But I re-engaged once you kind of turned me on to the first album as yeah. well. And although it's sickening how many times I've heard this song, <laughs> I still like it. Yeah. And I, you, it, it's one of those undeniable, it has the big whoa-whoes and the oh-ohs the, the gang vocals. Yep. You know, you, you, you got, it, this song is, it kind of epitomizes everything we're talking about, obviously. I think so. Yeah. But you have the look, you got the video, you got the, the, the you know the memorable video, the look, everything about the you know the, the front man, the guitar player, both talented and handsome. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I mean, everything everything works in this song. Uh, was it Desmond Child? Did he help oh, write this? Yeah. Song? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, anytime you yeah. find him, you're gonna you're gonna find a formula and and some well written stuff. For sure. Exactly. So, yeah, I had to go with this. Um, I don't know. I was thinking, is this too predictable, or should I just go with the, the biggest hitter that they have? And, and I just went with the cleanup hitter and hit and, and went with Living on a Prayer just because, like I said, it kind of epitomizes all things this category. I think it was a great choice. I think it does some things that I, I mentioned that I liked about um, – Winger, uh, why am I losing the song? The Winger song. What was the Winger song that I said I liked? Oh, Easy Come, Easy Go. I think this has, I think this oh, has, yeah. it's very similar because Bon Jovi's really kind of singing the lower keys, a little bit more laid back, got a real super pre chorus, and then the huge Living on a Prayer chorus. So um, another one that I thought kind of fit the bill with the happy song, with, with all the elements. I thought Bad Medicine kind of did that as well. But he's, you know, he's yeah. probably got quite a few in his catalog that that fit the bill there. But yeah, good choice, man. It's oh, yeah. it's probably the gateway to a lot of this stuff is is the Bon Jovi Desmond Child uh, collaborations for sure. Oh, totally, absolutely. All right, number six. going with Halfway to Heaven by Europe and uh, nice. Prisoners in Paradise I think this is loaded with the kind of songs that we're talking about but I also think it's loaded mm-hmm. with songs that are also could be done by any band I, I although I, this is one of my favorite albums by them and I love the catchy pop songs I think Europe lost a lot of their European sound. I think these sound these songs sound very American. Where I think of like something like the yeah. Final Countdown sounds a little bit more European. So they, I think they lost themselves. I think they also were kind of forced to do a certain thing because when I spoke with Key, he said they had a certain kind of album done, and then they had to scrap half of it and put all these new songs on. So I don't know if if that's part of the the puzzle, but. Uh, you've got your melodic uh, beginning, Key Marcello. He does a great job with those uh, playing the chorus, you know, on guitar. But the, you've got a great pre-chorus on this one, huge, huge chorus. And this was written by um, Joey Tempest and Jim Valance. And Jim Valance, if you look on different albums, Kiss, Alice Cooper, Jim Valance is all over the place. He's a big. He's he's kind of like a, another name like uh, Diane Warren. He's he's all over these songs of the '80s and '90s. Dude, you could yeah, I have. I had Europe on on my list, and then I put them on the honorable honorable mention list. Mm-hmm. But I had Rock the Night, Let the Good Times Rock, and Just the Beginning. Oh, Just and the Beginning! I was yeah. Thinking about, and again, that's one of those songs where it's the perfect recipe for all this. Yep. But dude, this is, Prisoners is definitely my favorite Europe album, mm-hmm. and we've talked about that before in the in the past, and. You could choose like, talk to me, talk to me. Um, yeah. you, you know, seventh sign. I mean, any of those songs yep. on this album are like so big and catchy. But yeah, halfway to heaven is like it's getting to be that in that Nelson range a little bit. You know, oh, yeah. it's harder obviously, but it's it's hitting that Nelson range of like uh, the borderline acoustic intro stuff. But anyway, love this album. Love this song. Excellent choice. I think that, don't you think, like, this, like this kind of song in particular, 
like I said, with Nelson and the Europe stuff, this song really is synonymous, I think, like with the the late, you know, the late 80s and then the early 90s. This is when you really started to hear these kind of songs creeping into a band's album. Don't you think so? Oh, God, yeah. And that, that's why when I get into a band that maybe like started in the mid 80s and had like a few mid 80s albums, I always check it out and see, okay, what they're doing from 90 to 92. Because they inevitably lightened up Yep. Just in my real wheelhouse. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> exactly what it, it, that's that's why I'm like such a fan of these early nineties, late eighties, early nineties years because you, you even had like the hard hitters lightening up a little bit. So yep. yeah, this is perfect. Number five. Number five, another huge one, White Snake. Here I go again. Oh yeah, it's got it all. Yeah. So, yep. It, it does, and it's it's one of those where again, it's hard for me to turn the channel when it comes on. Mm-hmm. I really, I tend to listen to it. You know, there's so many of these I go, eh, heard it, but this is one where I go, fuck, this is so good. Like, yep. <laughs> yep. it's hard for me to change it. Um, the the original version is one of those songs where. When you get into a band and you listen, start listening to their demos or their original recordings of stuff, and you go, oh, God, thank God they changed that shit. Yeah. And it's like, you ever listen to the demo for Kickstart My Heart? You're like, ah, oh, God, thank God they changed it to what they did. This right. would have been a train wreck, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, although the original that was recorded in, uh, like, what, 80 or something like that came out on an earlier White Snake album, and they had, uh, like, a hobo I was born to walk alone, that part changed oh, yeah. the drifter and they, you know, they, they lightened it up and obviously the video was amazing and the band was amazing at the time. Yep. So huge hooky catchy got a little bit of everything. It's like, uh, it's like a Def Leppard recipe for this, this song. It's, it's great, man. I, like I said, the, the solo is killer. The, the scream is killer. Yep. The, it, it's got it all. Yeah, you know, it's got a lot of synth in it. That that kind of gives it that happy sound. It, it really, once again, follows that Bon Jovi formula. We've got a kind of a, a laid-back verse, and then we're building up, and then we've got the huge, huge, catchy, happy chorus. So, yeah, it checks off all the boxes. And, you know, a lot of this, another way that these songs really get sold, it's a singer. You know, Bon Jovi's a great singer. He sounds, well, he sounds great on, on the studio stuff. Uh, Joey Tempest, yeah. David Coverdale. So, you know... You kind of you can have a real catchy song, but you need that voice if you're going to have that radio airplay and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, totally. All right, this is going to be no shocker. This is one of my favorite happy tunes. It's sad that it's only five, but I got "Long Distance Love" by uh, Loudness. And uh, it's just you know I, I gotta I, I gotta throw my voice loudness on there, and uh, <laughs> you know it's got that plucking stuff going on in there. It's got that summer sound yeah. with the riff. Um, I think this suffers a little bit from what Love Bomb Baby suffers from, kind of because I don't I think the verse is good, but it's not like earth shattering. But I think the chorus is so catchy, and with what they're doing on the guitar and everything, that it, it kind of makes up for it. So, like I said, if if you're not familiar with long distance love, give it a listen. You it will be like an earworm. It will get in your ear. You won't be able to get rid of it. And um, the cool thing about this song is this actually was on one of their uh, late '80s albums, but it was all in Japanese. And then Mike Vissera just took it and just took it to a whole new level. Uh, should have been a huge hit, maybe if it came out in 88, once again, instead of 91, but yeah, my boys, loudness. So what, what album was it on? Was it on a 88 album? It was on an EP called Je- Jealousy, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it, that's the one I, I, I remember. Yeah, it's on an EP, and I think it was the last thing that the original singer ever did with the band. But the weird thing about some of their songs, and I'm not, I'm never gonna come out and say that I'm like the biggest loudness fan on the planet, but a lot of their songs they would sing the verses in Japanese, but then they would do the chorus in English. I never understood that one, but uh, I, I think know. that I think I that, that song, I think this song is like that, 
but it's still not the same chorus that Mike Vissera does, if that makes any sense at all. So I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, that is weird. I'll have to get more into that one. I, I can't even remember it right now. So I remember the last time we talked about loudness, I started going down that, that wormhole. And I was like stuck for a couple weeks. So Oh, well, here's another point. Another point back to what I said about Heaven's Edge. So I know you're a big fan of the song In the Mirror that's on this album, On the Prowl. So when you think yeah. about this album... The first three songs are like super in that 90s catchy zone. And then you get a little bit deeper. You get to Long Distance Love. And then at the end, you got In the Mirror. Now, In the Mirror is one of the heavier songs on the album. And now that was the single in 91. See, see what I'm saying? So like they were trying to, even though these bands were preparing all these poppy metal songs, the labels were going for the heavier ones because that's kind of where the trend was going. So weird, weird times. Yeah, exactly. Number four. Number four. Big City. Nice. Big City. Had to do yeah. it. Had to do it. Yeah. Scorps. Yeah. Does that have a pre-chorus? Good. I'm trying to think. Does that got a pre-chorus? Uh, or no? Let's see. In my head real quick. Yeah, it builds up. Yeah, I think it does build up a little bit. He sing. He starts to sing higher, I think, before. The, yeah, there's a little bit of a Yeah. Up. Trying to think too, but yeah, again, a, another hit that I never turn off. Like, yeah, and you know what really sold me on this song was when it came out on Worldwide Live, mm-hmm. and they do the post solo back into the chorus, and it's just Klaus and the drummer doing it, and he's really revving up the crowd, and then the drums pick up throughout the song, and then Matthias is just like slamming his guitar back and forth on every drum hit and it's doing big city nights and it's just like dude at the time it was in an arena in san diego california in the mid 80s and they were at the top of their game and there was a bunch of kids in the crowd and they were just feeling it dude so it's like this is one of those songs that encapsulates all the shit and his voice is so good live and this is such a catchy song and the video is great and the live version is great so I mean, it almost was up to number one. That's how much I love this song. So yeah, scorpions. Scorpions definitely have a lot of them in their in their uh, catalog. I think if you go to if you look at um, Savage Amusement and Crazy World, there's a lot of that <laughs> you know happy uh, oh yeah happy catchy stuff too. So yeah, they got they got a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go with my boys, Brittany Fox, Angel in My Heart, man. This was such a tragedy that this song was never released. I think this is the most commercial, catchy song that they have, you know what I mean? And uh, to me, this sounds like this was the one where, you know, they were going for that hit category, but you know, like I said, never got released band broke up or dizzy dean left whatever you want however you want to put it but you know it starts off with the chorus and he's he's kind of doing some ooze all by himself in the beginning you know and it's got nice harmonies uh there's no pre-chorus but not no one's saying that there has to be one but i just think that it's that big commercial chorus but uh once again that's why i kind of saying like some of these weren't big hits or even released but they sound like a hit you know you when you hear them on the album you're like man that sounds like a hit. Like, why wasn't that released? But that's that's where I am at with Angel in My Heart. I love it. I remember you were talking to the, uh, were you talking to the bass player or on that interview? Yeah. Yeah. He, he... Yeah, and you were, you were talking about this album and this song, I think, with him. Mm-hmm. Am I, am I making that up? Or no, that yeah, that? and he, he was with me. <laughs> okay, it was yeah. weird. So That's I think right. there's yeah. two different versions. So like when I talked to Johnny D, he thought this album wasn't that great. And he definitely didn't even have any good thoughts about Angel in My Heart. When I talked to Billy Childs, he was like, oh, yeah, Long Way From Home, Angel in My Heart. Those were great songs. Like that, that was, that we were in the zone right there. So I don't know. I guess all the band members, yeah. they look at it different, so. Yeah, totally. No, I, I agree with you guys, dude. And again, when I after I listened to that interview, 
I went, all right, I'm going back to Blazing Heat and check it out. And dude, I really, really like it. Um, it was, it's, I mean, it's up there now because I used to kind of throw it away and be like, mm-hmm. love Bite Down Hard. Yeah. Love the debut. But, um, and Bite Down Hard is probably my favorite still. But dude, really like Blazing Heat now. And this is one of those songs where I, it definitely opened up my eyes and I was like, whoa. I kind of overlooked this one. This is this is great. It's a deep track. So. It's a, it's a, it's a deep track for sure. <laughs> it is, yeah. And I had uh, I had long way to love on my list, and I kicked it off to the honorable mentions. But yeah. long way to love, I was like, ah, this is one of those, dude. Like, you got a little of everything. You got the the deeper vocals. You got the high yep. vocals, yep. killer intro. Yep. Great pre chorus. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I kicked it off. <laughs> uh, number three. Number three, well, it was nothing but a good time, Poison. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of Poisons that could work, for sure. Yeah, and again, like, super predictable, and I I had to keep reminding myself that, you know what, I got to put my, all the savant knowledge (laughs) behind me and just go with what got me into this stuff, and what got me into this, and it was Brett being Brett, and those hooky guitars, Mm -hmm. and the video being awesome and amazing they look great they sound great the stage is killer and it's that big chorus that yeah everyone knows dude everyone knows it and it's uh i don't know it's, again it's easy to sing along to i know mm-hmm. that's a, a definitely a kiss recipe where they have songs that you could play in an arena and you could hear the words because there's gaps and people yep. can sing along and and people can air drum and air guitar and think they know what they're doing. And this is one of those songs. Mm-hmm. And they were huge Kiss fans and got to give them credit. So anyway, uh, man, I this is a huge hit for them. Obviously, it catapulted this album right away into platinum headliner status. And here we are still talking about it years later. Yeah, and I think what's underrated about this song is the um, the pre-chorus. Working, slaving every day. You know what I mean? Like, like that is super yeah. catchy. You know what I mean? Like, and that's and that's like it's kind of it's kind of like underrated the, the pre-chorus. You know, because the chorus is so big. But like you said, that could have been a song on its own. It could have been a chorus of its own. So great, great pick. I know. Well, for number three, I have poison, but I have a different song. Again. I've got so tell me why off of uh swallow this life i love this song this is one of the one of those unappreciated gems you know it was the it's it's almost exactly like the europe stuff from prisoners in paradise it's written it came out at the same time and you know it's got that same vibe and i think he's a little bit more um chilled out in the verses but the pre-chorus, river of emotion, like a driving rain. You know what I mean? Like it's just Dude, the, I love that. that pre-chorus and then the, then the big chorus of So Tell Me Why. So I think that song is so cool. I think that's, you know, a very, very commercial song going for a hit. Um, I also think Fallen Angel fits the bill of what we're talking about too. So, yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of them. That was one I was kind of wrestling with, but I like So Tell Me Why so much. And I just feel like, even though it's not my favorite Poison song, I feel like it checks off the boxes of what we're talking about. So that's that's why I put it at number three. I dig that tune. I dude, I love that pre-chorus you just sang. Yeah, that's it's so good. Such a, such a catchy part of that song. I really like that song. I'm stoked that you put it on your list. Yeah, especially this high because I was thinking uh, "Ride the Wind." That fits too. Yeah. Then yeah, you know, I was thinking of that, and then I went, yeah, oh, but nothing but a good time. It's just like so anthemic and yep. but dude good choice by you yeah no problem man what's, what's number two number two same old situation motley ah this is one of those songs that got me hooked right away okay yeah, all right cute. yeah it works yep yep yeah you got vince playing guitar you know some real simple chords Again, with the video of them putting the camera in the ball and bouncing it around the crowd. And 
I mean, it epitomizes the the happy, nothing but a good time, Dr. Feelgood era of just like, yep, we're going to go out and do amphitheaters again, and there's going to be a big party, and there's going to be a lot of chicks, and it's going to be awesome. And it's like, this is such a huge chorus, and that's that's what won me over. Yeah, Vince sings super high pretty much all throughout the song, but the chorus is like, it it never gets old, and I love what they did like a Big City Nights where they – they kind of break it down and do the the chorus, the words of the same old situation, and they solo it, you know, with just basically Vince singing, and that's that. And then, man, I, again, I never turn this song off, and mm-hmm. I actually increasingly like this song as the years go on. And, dude, it's the epitome of just happy, healthy, motley looking great and sounding great, so... Had to put it way up there. Good call. I don't know how this one kind of evaded me because I, I was kind of thinking that Motley didn't have very many songs that fit this bill. And I really don't think that they do. But this one, because I think like they're, uh, there's always that like either sleazy or darkness that covers a lot. Of, you know what I'm trying to say? Or, or heaviness that yeah. covers a lot of their songs that prevents them from sounding like this happy commercial sound. This was a great choice. This is definitely on par. Uh, another song that I thought really w- could work, uh, but I wouldn't put it on my top 12, was Angela. I think Angela fits the bill. Oh, yeah. And I almost was wrestling around with You're Invited But Your Friend Can't Come by Vince. But <laughs> I think it's got it's got the verse, it, and it's got the woes. But like I, got, I don't think the, cor- the chorus is big, but I don't know if it's big enough. I think was, that's why I, I couldn't. I just it couldn't make my list because I didn't think the chorus was big enough. You know what I mean? So yeah, God, I thought you were going to say you're wrestling around with the song "Bastard" off "Shout at the Devil." That's <laughs> perfect. That's a that's a real happy lullaby right there. <laughs> okay, number two. I've got Intuition by TNT because I think this could be one of the most happiest, positive-sounding songs, but also fitting the bill of of the tempo and everything that we're talking about. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's got it all, man. It's got a nice little pre-chorus. Chorus, but though, is just so big and so huge. I, you know, I'm so envious of the choruses that they do with all those voices and just the way it sounds and yeah, it, mm-hmm. yeah, very, very happy, upbeat, positive guys. Once again, that's probably why they did make it big because you know they needed to be more sleazy and nasty and dirty. But what, what a great, what a great album and what a great song. Yeah, cool era for them too. Um, I remember the videos being very um, artsy a little bit. And yeah, kind of fantasy, fantasy esque, and wearing white and yep, hair was extra big. And yep. I mean, dude, cool era. Um, Huge, hugely successful album overseas, and should have been way bigger here. Yeah, love sure. this album. I don't. I still. I I think realized fantasy still takes the cake for me, but dude, this one's right there. It's it's so damn good. Realized fantasies. I think rain. That was another one I was kind of thinking about. That really. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, like I said, the ones that you you had ten thousand lovers. I thought, as far as the eye can see. Uh, Take Me Down, Fallen Angel. I mean, they got a million of them that really would fit. But I thought, for me, it didn't get much happier than uh, and positive and, and, and catchy than Intuition. So that, I put that in. Yes, absolutely. Well, here we go. Number one, what do you got? Uh, dude, number one, well, I'm going to sound like a fifth grader here and say that I have a favorite song. <laughs> But I apologize to my boys ACDC because they'll always be my favorite band. But my favorite song of all time, and I realized why it is, is Animal by Def Leppard. Uh, it's got yep. everything for me. And I had to put on my boys on Def Leppard on this list. But, dude, talk about recipe. I this mean, it's it. got the most, like, it's got the catchiest intro. And, and you can hear the different guitar parts they're working and then the real, like, uh, soothing vocals at the beginning and sultry-ish sounding, and then it, it, it increases to the pre-chorus. And that pre-chorus is like, dude, give me a break. That's the biggest thing I've ever heard. And, and you got the clapping and the audience is involved. 
And then it's it's an easy it's an easily recognizable chorus because it's one word. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I'm still trying to figure out kind of what it means. I think I know what it means, but it's um, it's just got it all, man. And the uh, the false endings at the at the end of the song, and I don't know this this album and this song is probably I know it's my number one song, and this is in my top three of albums of all time. So had to go with Animal Death Leopard. Yeah, good call. Uh, I was wrestling around with um, Promises by Death Leopard. I thought that oh, wow, hit yeah. all the markers too. But, you know, and this is great. And I, I love the pre chorus is huge. I said, I don't really know what they're saying <laughs> in half of it. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I, I can't understand. I them. actually did look up the lyrics, dude, because I was like, <laughs> okay, if this is my favorite song, and it, it's not just like I heard it once and I was like, oh, killer song. I was like, <laughs> listening to this song for 25 years and I'm like it never gets old what the hell are they saying (laughs) I looked up the lyrics recently and hey I think it makes sense to me (laughs) yeah it's all good all right man number one should be no surprise for anybody who listens to the podcast or knows me heaven tonight Ingve Malmsteen, uh, this is this uh, is nice. it. This is it, man. It starts with the chorus, no music, just voices, and uh, and what a chorus it is! It's super catchy, super happy sounding, uh, real classy verse too. You know what I mean? Like I think like Joe Lynn, he he's just a great songwriter, and uh, it's got a nice uh, pre-chorus. It's got a lot of keys uh, in it that bring that gives it that commercial and positive vibe, and. You know, I don't know, man. I think I think Joe Lynn Turner's the guy. I don't think Ingve has a ton of these. You know, he's got some more of these songs, but I don't think any of them are to this level. And I think that Joe Lynn's voice is very commercial. It, it works on radio. Obviously, it did well with like Street of Dreams and King of Dreams, you know, Rainbow, Deep Purple, respectively. So mm-hmm. I think Joe is just, he knows how to write that commercial tune the solo though you know one thing we didn't really talk much about is a lot of these songs have a pretty simplistic solo and i think with this one Igwe yeah. kind of comes out of the gate with a lot of gobbledygook he reels it in toward the end where he does some dual lead stuff before they go and why did this night last forever you know like he kind of reels it in at the end but you know um i think these songs require a very melodic simplified solo to to kind of make the whole thing work but uh yeah man i gotta have it tonight as number one dude you you hit on my exact point and that was how he reels it in pre-chorus and he ends it on a a lower note it's yep. like the whole, whole song is ramping up ramping up and then the you know why can't the night last forever yeah 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 and then it drops down and then bingo into the chorus yeah, yeah. and and it really uh it sets it up nicely. And like you were saying with, in terms of the solo, if you listen to like, um, a lot of Europe, they'll take the chorus and turn it into the guitar solo. I'm, yes. I'm sure you've noticed that. Oh, where yeah. yeah. Europe, Europe can do that. And you're basically like, um, adapting the, the chorus into guitar notes and making it the solo and like, George Lynch does it. Mm-hmm. Keith Marcello does it. Yep. Ingve um, toned it down. It seems like a little bit to make this a little bit more commercial. Um, the funny thing is, I had this on my list, but I had a little break the rules moment again and said, "Screw it! I'm going to put the two Paradise songs on together and have David Lee Roth just like." <laughs> oh, that would, that'd be, that's a good and, one. Uh, that's a good one. And having having tonight together and say, you know what? I'm breaking the rules. Both Paradise songs get the nod, but I thought, and I'll, I'll leave this one to you because this was these are your boys, and um, I couldn't agree more. This is an epic song, dude. So there's probably a lot of honorable mentions. Maybe we can just throw the song out a, a real quick. So what are some of your honorable mentions that, that didn't make the list? Yeah, totally. Um, Vixen, Not a Minute Too Soon. I don't know if you're familiar with that song, but mm. it is one of the catchier choruses you'll ever hear. I love this album. I love the ladies on this album. They're really kicking ass. So, yeah, Not a Minute Too Soon. I got South Gang, Tainted Angel, House of Lords, I Just Want to Be Loved, mm. um, Blue Tears, 
Rockin' with the Radio. That's that band that I, I uh, think I told you about. They sound a lot like Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. Um, White Lion, Wait. Yep. Uh, I had Europe Rock the Night, Let the Good Times Rock, Firehouse, Don't Treat Me Bad, um, Billy Idol with Cradle of Love, mm. Alice Cooper, I had uh, ha- House of Fire, <laughs> yeah. um, Honeymoon Sweet, New Girl, Rat, I Want a Woman, and then Turn Up the Radio, Autograph. Yeah, those are good ones. Uh, I had uh, Rebel with a Cause, Silent Rage. Uh, I mentioned Promises, no, Death nice, Leopard. Dude. I was on the fence with some Striper, Calling on You, Striper, and Keep the Fire Burning. The almost One of them almost made it. I was wrestling with Hot Love. I, I was like, I think Hot Love fits, but I'm not sure. Like, so, But that was one by Twisted Sister that I thought of. Uh, the Wild and the Young, Quiet Riot, Stranger Than Paradise, mm-hmm. uh, Sleaze Bees. Sleaze Bees, is that how you say it? Uh, I had Easy Come, Easy Go, yeah. Winger. Stand for what you are by accept. Uh, that was one that was it, it. That that's one of those happy tunes that that almost made it. Parental guidance. Eat the heat. Yeah, that's on eat the heat. Uh, parental guidance, I that's think, right. checks off a lot of the boxes by Priest that we're talking about. Uh, love, yeah. love bomb baby, of course. Angela, Motley Crue, one in a million. Trickster. Oh, that really wanted to put that on there because I think that that definitely fits. Uh, one song that I, I, I just wish we could have did 13, but Partners in Crime by uh, Pretty Maids. You know that song? What album is that off? Jump the Gun. Damn, I know that album really well. I'll have to listen back. I don't know by title. Which Deep track. Right now, but I, I love that album. It's, it's, right, it's right on par with all these. I thought Burning Like a Flame could work with this. Agree? Yeah, I wanted to throw in Trickster and Dawkins really bad. Yeah. And I was trying to think of what songs would work, and there wasn't enough happiness in Duncan. <laughs> no, there um, isn't. It's, I thought, always, I it's, thought maybe <laughs> just got lucky. Yeah, it's Don, man. He usually is just a somber dude. <laughs> He's always bringing bringing it down. Oh, come on, Don. <laughs> <laughs> Why could life be so bad? You're a rock star. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> awesome, man. Those are those are great. Uh, you know, honorable mentions, and the whole thing was fun. I think we were we we were on the same wavelength of what we were looking for with this, and uh, so I hope people get it and enjoy it, and I hope they do their own lists because I want to find some more songs like these ones that maybe I don't know about. So. Oh yeah, dude, this is killer. There could be like a whole uh, rare band, rare album version of this list for me as well but i did want to keep it to the giants and just kind of go with what got me into it in the first place and you know sell out a bit (laughs) (laughs) good call man well hey if we don't talk again before christmas time i hope you guys hope you and the family have a great christmas thanks you too man i appreciate it all right man well have a good night we'll talk soon okay thanks man yep bye well, doesn't this episode just put a smile on your face with all that happy metal? Hope you enjoyed. Rock on!